0: Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the Bibliophile Hour. I am your host slash cousin, Erica the Bibliophile, and we are here for day 22 of Read a Book, Record a Podcast, where I read a book and I tell you guys all about it. We are here for the mini series that comes after A Malice Love by Bianca, and it's A Mayhem's Love. I love love mayhem and i love his in olina's story and i just want to jump right into it so let's go so here's a little background of a mayhem's love like i said it follows a malice love with malice and cam's story which is when they first met each other they were using each other but they ended up falling in love Um, malice used to be an escort and he slept with cam's mom but that was before he knew like who she was and they fell like i said they fell in love and they got married and they had kids and um cam used to be abused by her what we found out to be her actual stepfather because her real father was in jail it was a whole i might actually do that because it's just a lot but anyway um mayhem is malice's brother and we're gonna get into his story but that was a little background of the bailey family and you know how they all intertwine because cam's real daddy name is trent and when trent got out of jail because after um some information came out on Cam's stepdaddy. And like he was adding years and locking black men up just because or, you know, making money off of it. He was let out of jail. And then he met Olivia. Olivia is Olina's sister. And, you know, like I said, Mayhem is Malice's brother. So the family is all intertwined with each other. So that's how they know each other. But let's jump into Their love story. So the family has a big house that they'll all stay together in like from time to time. So Olena and Mayhem sometimes stay over even though they have their own places. But it's just like a big compound for the whole family that they'll stay together sometime. So the story starts off with him being asleep. But being woken up by uh, Cam and Malice's kids. They have twins. And then Trent Jr. Because Trent and Olivia have a baby. And they just want breakfast. So he gets up to make them some breakfast. And Olena walks in the kitchen. And they don't really have a good relationship. They kind of, well, she hates him. And he knows that. So he'll talk to her. But she won't really say anything to him. And so when she walks in the kitchen, she's dragging her feet. And he tells her, you know, you don't have to drag your feet when you walk. And she's like, why are you talking to me? Like, leave me alone. And so he walks up on her and, you know, her breathing starts to change. And it's like, girl, I know you want me. And she's like, I do not want you. You mess with charisma, that fake body ass bitch. And this takes him by surprise. He's like, who told you that? And, you know, she's like, it's all, she posts you all on her Instagram. It's so many pictures of you. Like, please, just leave me alone. You go back to talking to me and I'll go back to ignoring you and we all good. So he comes and stands behind her and asks her again, he's like, you know, how do you know that I be fucking with her? So he asks her to pull up her Instagram and she does. And there's so many photos of him. Um, you know posting home is where the heart is she'll post his initials hashtag love bond is better than a title no face and hating hoes ain't happy and this confuses him because they don't have that type of relationship and he's like some stuff does need a title so there's no confusion like what they're doing they've been fucking around for two years but it's technically not a relationship even though Charisma seems to be confused by that but he's resting his head on her on Olena's shoulder as she's just scrolling through Charisma's Instagram for him and then they hear somebody clear their throat and Cam and Malice are standing there looking at them like smirking and Olena's like oh no 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 it ain't even what y'all think I'm finna go get my uh my crystals and i'm gonna cleanse my body of him so you know this was just a mislapping judgment and they looking at her like girl you trying just a little bit too hard to convince us that ain't nothing going on right now so a few hours later mayhem goes to charisma's house to see what's up with her posting all that stuff on instagram it's like i said they mess with each other but they don't mess with each other like that at least on his end so when he knocks on the door she says you could have used your key and i'm like girl that should tell you something two years with no title and you gave him a key and he won't even use it he still knocks on the door but he also has a bad experience with walking into a woman that he's intimate with you know just walking in even though he does have a key and so he's like no i'm good and so she says, can I ask you a question? Do you mess with other women? Is that the reason why you won't take me out in public? And it's like, so two years and he ain't—he hasn't even taken you out in public. He has bought her a car, though. And, you know, he pays all her bills, but he won't take you out in public. Okay. But he tells her, no, I'm just private. And speaking of being private, you know, what's up with Instagram? and she basically doesn't acknowledge that but she says you didn't acknowledge my question about being with other women and I know you're fucking Olena because every time I see her she be grinning at me and it's just like no that's just you projecting and refusing to accept what this relationship is but you know hey yeah blame it on somebody else and so she tells him it's been two years I want to meet your family I want to meet your uh niece and nephews niece and nephew who you're always talking about he said look don't i take you on expensive trips and buy you things i pay all your bills only things you have to do is look cute so what's the problem and she says i want us to look cute together though i want us to go out around here not just be in my house and i've been fucking with you for two years and i feel like i don't know anything about you other than what people say in the streets so it's like, sis, don't that tell you something? You, like, what's not clicking for you? That the fact that y'all just on the low, you basically like his little secret and you trying to be his main woman and it ain't gonna happen for you. So sorry. So Olena has been out here fronting. She's been in love with Mayhem since she was 15 and he was 22. They never did anything, but you know, that was her having a crush on him because he. They been them people, you know what I mean? Like, he been that nigga, and everybody know who the Baileys are. And the first time she saw him was at a basketball charity event that was being held in the high school gym. So, you know, he's walking with his people, and they come to sit by her, and she offers to move. And she was awkward back at that time, tall. She said she dressed like she was homeless, hair pulled up in a dry rough ponytail face full of acne and probably like those big old square glasses that are in fashion now but were considered ugly back back then but yeah like i said she offered to move so him and his crew that he came with could have more space but you know he was very polite he's like no you good um you hungry or something and she says no and then they girl that he walked in with says ew i bet you ate burgers and fries it looks like the grease is pouring out of your skin because you know with her acne so she was embarrassed so she got up to leave and as she's walking down the, you know like how in um gyms how they have those stairs so she's walking down the steps and she missed a step and she fell into somebody who had nachos so she had cheese and stuff all over her And she twisted her ankle. So he came out with a big like buff guy with him. And they carried her out to her sister's car. And that was like the last time she saw him until her 16th birthday. And a friend of hers convinced her to go up to him at the mall and ask him to take her virginity. And I don't know why she agreed and did it. But he told her sixteen. Like, shorty, I'm 22, and I don't get down like that. You're a rape charge waiting to happen. And besides, you don't want to lose your virginity to a nigga like me. I ain't shit. So, after that, it's 10 years later, and he came back into her life with his sister Olivia taking Cam's case. Because when Cam found out that Malice had sex with her mom and he was an escort, she tried to commit suicide. And Olivia was there to take her case and to talk talk her through it. So, you know, and that's how they met. And so now she acts like she can't stand him. So it's basically like, man, fuck mayhem, da 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 whatever, whatever. Alina also works at Rich Cuts with uh, Malice, where he cuts hair, his barbershop, um and cam has a makeup room in the back so she has a waxing room across from cam's room and she's a uh what is it a esthetician charisma met mayhem outside of the mall when her car broke down and was smoking so he called for a tow truck and then he followed her to the mechanic he paid for her car to get fixed and basically just walked away so then they met up a week later at her job and that's when he asked for her name and her number and you know they were talking and six months into this quote-unquote relationship he told her that she could quit her job which of course she couldn't wait to hear and she did and so you know like I said earlier he bought her a car he pays her bills and you know they have sex with each other and go on trips and all that type of stuff so her thinking of getting him to want to be in a relationship with her is to set up a threesome so she meets a girl off Backpage and sets it up for her to come to her house later and they're gonna have the threesome she's on instagram and she sees olina has posted some of her work she did a sugar waxing And she reports it. She's been reporting her account several times just because she a hating ass bitch. Charisma goes to Rich Cuts because she knows that Mayhem is going to be there. So when she walks in, you know, Rich Cuts is the place to be. Everybody's there hanging out, playing pool. Some are shooting dice. Other people are playing chess, you know, and other people are there to get their hair done. So when she walks in and she sees Mayhem, like he's talking to somebody, laughing and joking, and he looks at her but doesn't say anything, like he completely ignores her. So one of the stylists says, "You know, can we help you?" And she's like, "No, nah, I'm just here to see Mayhem." And it's like scratch record. The whole place gets quiet, and for some reason that makes her realize, "Damn, he really ain't told nobody about me." It's like what else were the clues like girl he don't take you nowhere you don't know his family don't nobody know y'all fucking around except for what you post on instagram because you so thirsty and so the stylist said damn girl you done killed the whole vibe in here like go on somewhere he ain't worried about you and she says girl that's my nigga you don't tell me what to do when it comes to that one And then Malice cuts in, and he's like, but I will, though. This is my shop. You only got one time, and then you're not welcome back. So I'm like, so she shouldn't be welcome back after this, right? Because she came in there, like, acting crazy. So shouldn't she be kicked out? And so she's like, sorry, Mal. And uh, Cam, she's like, Mal uh, Mal who? I don't even call him that. You either call him Malice or you call him Phoenix uh, Senior. Are we clear? And it's like, dang, you ain't got to lay claim on your husband, girl. Ain't nobody going to try you. So then Alina screams and comes out the back. And, you know, everybody thinking something is seriously wrong. But it's been her Instagram page, her work page. It was deleted because, you know, hating ass Charisma done reported her account so many times. So it's deleted. And she went outside and she's crying And Mayhem pulls her into his arms and places his chin on her forehead and he's comforting her. And so after they get her calmed down and go back in, Mayhem stays outside with Charisma and says, What was that? I told you that I'm a private person. Nobody in there knew I fucked with you like that. And if they pieced it together, it would have been from your Instagram. They haven't said anything to me. And... She's like, I just wanted to come tell you in person that I had a surprise for you. You could have texted that. You did not have to show up where he was at trying to lay claim. And you got you got played. And that's your fault. And so then she tries to cry. And he just looks at her and then puts his hands in his pocket and looks down. So it's just like, like how much more do you have to be embarrassed for you to catch a clue? But she still begs him to come over later. And he agrees, and the threesome happens, but it doesn't change anything about their relationship. Which, of course, why would it? That's not your relationship. And I don't know why you would think sex equals, oh, he's going to be serious about me now because I decided to bring another woman in. Wait, does that make sense to you? It can't. It cannot make sense to you. So we are introduced to Zenobia Bell Casey. And she lives in Arizona. She's been with her husband, Santana Casey, for the last eight years. She has a 12-year-old daughter, Ankara, and an eight-year-old son, Marcus. And her daughter, Ankara, she came from a drunken night, a one-night stand, and she doesn't know who the dad is. She didn't even know if he stayed in Chicago oh I should have mentioned that there this story is in Chicago um but anyway Akara comes downstairs and she's on her phone on Instagram and she says oh my god it's my dad and this confuses Zenobi because she's like you know I she told her daughter what happened and like I don't know who your dad is but she shows her the picture and it's mayhem so Zenobia is Mayhem's ex-girlfriend from eight years ago and Ankara remembers him even though she was only four and she wants to contact him and Zenobia tells her no you cannot contact him because he's not and she was about to explain but then her husband walks in the door who has been trying to be a rapper for as long as she's known him and she hasn't seen a CD or a prophet yet. So you've been married to him for eight years. He ain't got no job. And he's trying to be a rapper. And you still married to him? Okay. Um, and she says the biggest mistake of her life was treating Mayhem the way she did. So she met Mayhem a month after she had Ankara at a gas station. She was 20 and he was 23 and she was crying at the gas station because she was basically broke and she wasn't going to have any more money for another week and so he asked you know are you okay why are you crying and for some reason she's standing at the gas station telling all her business talking about sorry for ranting i'm just tired but you also telling a stranger your business like it don't make sense and you know talking about how she doesn't have anybody to watch her baby and she doesn't have any money and he so mayhem says I'll tell you what I'm going to give you my number and you can call me whenever you need me to watch her deal and it's like no not deal cuz her story was she didn't trust anybody to watch her baby nigga you a stranger at the gas station I'm not taking your number to watch my baby but this dummy does you know well I guess it worked out for her so she ain't no dummy but whatever and so weeks go by before she calls him and she's praying over her decision because she didn't know him so she's like why are you trusting a stranger to watch your baby but anyway he shows up to her house with a nanny by his side saying she's gonna help him take care of the baby because so you offering to take to watch a baby and you don't even know how to take care of babies you got a nanny cut. and she's still skeptical because she's thinking that they may try to kidnap her baby but you still walked out the door anyway because she had an important test to take because she's um she was going to school at that time to be a nurse but it's like girl you still left so when she came back mayhem was laid on his couch with uh, i mean laid on the couch with ankara on his chest And she let them watch her a few more times, because, you know, with her dealing with school. So we're fast forwarding to four years later. They're in a full, excuse me, a full blown relationship. Well, the same situation that he's in with charisma, like he's paying for stuff and taking her out. But she hadn't met, met his family yet which seems to be a thing. So it's just like, y'all ain't as special because y'all don't meet the family yet. And Ankara loved him. She called him dad and he didn't correct that. And at that time, she believed that was the only reason why she was holding on to the quote unquote relationship because Mayhem treated her daughter so good. And he had told her that he loved her and he wasn't cheating and she believed him. The mistake happened when she was talking to one of her stu- um guy friends at school. And he convinced her that Mayhem didn't really love her. And I'm like, how? How a nigga you talking to just convince you that your whole relationship ain't real? But I think she just wanted to do some dirt. So anyway, her and the guy went out for drinks. And... Mayhem had Ankara at Chuck E. Cheese. And then um, later they came back to her house, um, Zenobia and her guy friend. And they were having sex. And Mayhem was standing at the door with roses in his hand. So he goes to his hip and grabs his gun. And then he goes to the nightstand and pulls out a silencer. And he kills the guy that she was having sex with and tells her the only reason she is alive is because he loves the little girl so much so she needs to pack up oh no before that sorry jumping ahead and he said what did I do to you I loved you I did everything you wanted me to I was everything you needed me to be and he pulls a ring box out of his pocket and starts twirling it around in his hand Today, I was going to ask you to come to my parents' house for dinner so you could finally meet my family. Today was going to be the day I asked you to marry me. Today was going to be the day I asked if I could adopt Ankara. And, you know, that does something to her. All I had to do was wait. Yeah, all you had to do was wait. The day you decided to cheat is the day you was going to get everything you wanted that had you questioning this relationship. And it's just like, if you felt a certain type of way you could have expressed that and if you didn't get the answer you were looking for you could have just left. I I will never understand cheaters. I do not condone cheating. I hate it. It literally makes no fucking sense. But anyway, he says, "So since that's not happening, today's the day you get your shit and get out. I don't care where you go, but it better not be in the surrounding states. I don't want you nowhere near Chicago. I'm liable to put a bullet in your brain and make your daughter an orphan so be smart and get out and so that's how she ended up in arizona and a few months after she moved she found out she was pregnant she wanted it to be by mayhem but when she delivered the baby the baby looked just like her guy friend that she got caught having sex with so she didn't know one baby daddy and the other baby daddy is dead um but a few months after she had marcus is how she met Santana, and it's the same story. Like some guy, wanted to help her with her kids and help her around, um, the campus because she was signing or trying to get registered for her classes, and that's how she met Santana, and they fell in love and whoop de woop But she tells her friend about Ankara wanting to contact Mayhem, and basically how that's not a good idea, and. You know, she was four when they left, so she didn't think that she would remember him, but she does. And she seems so happy just to see his picture. And her friends tell her, you know, your daughter's 12 and she's very smart. So you can explain to her in an age-appropriate conversation what happened and how Mayhem is not her father. He just took care of her. So she's like, you know, I don't know what to do. Then Ankara is calling her and she says, Mom, where are you? We're in the emergency room. Marcus fell out. So the night that Mayhem invites Charisma over to his family's place is the same night that Olena invites a guy over. And he feels a way about this because he staked his claim she didn't know it yet, but she would in just a moment. And so the guy that Alina brought over, um, Pootie, who is the girl twin of Cam and Malice's kids, climbs onto her lap and says, Who is this man, TT? Is this my uncle? So Malice and Mayhem like shout No. And Malice looks over at him like, I know why I'm saying no, but why are you saying no like that? And Mayhem doesn't acknowledge it. And she says, well, if he marries me, Pootie, he will be your uncle. And so she turns towards the guy and says, what's your name? And Mayhem says, what did your uncle Mayhem tell you about talking to people you don't know? So the little girl screams, uh, stranger danger, and runs off. So everybody finds it funny, of course, except Olena and the guy she brought, which his name is Rusty, which rusty i want to talk to your parents about that one mayhem is coming to grips with his feelings of wanting olena and so the whole night he's just looking at her and rusty interact and basically not paying charisma no attention and He says, if you keep doing, Rusty tells Olena, if you keep doing the things you do, I'll give you a ring sooner or later. So, Mayhem chuckles, and Olena says, look, you've been sniffing, snorting, cackling, smacking your lips, and rolling your big bug-ass eyes every time Rust opened his mouth. What's the problem? I I wasn't doing none of that when Pinocchio was talking. And that's what she calls Charisma Pinocchio, because Charisma has gotten a lot of work done, her nose being one of them. And Cam is so petty. She said, oh, who's Pinocchio? We just don't know. I am like, oh, who you talking about? And it's like, bitch, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Shut up. And Charisma says, out of respect, like she about to start popping off. And Alina tells her, we can go outside where it ain't no respect if you would like to. Knock that fake ass nose right off. Be looking like Michael Jackson when his nose popped off. And... <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) anyway so uh mrs bailey the mom like malice and mayhem's mom she's like all right that's enough all the kids come on let's go upstairs and she turns to rusty and says it was a pleasure to meet you and i hope that i will see more of you and then she looks at charisma and says charisma and like nods her head and walks away. And it's like, mm. so girl, that's another thing you should know. You didn't, you ain't make the family after two years. Then when you do, mama ain't giving you no type of um, fever or play. It's basically like, girl, get the fuck out. So Rusty tells Olina to chill. She's like, I'm chill. She don't want no smoke with me. She just better sit over there on that half deflated ass. Oh, I get it. You mad because you look like a boy and you a hoe. I bet he don't know that, and Olena shuts her down real quick. She's like, actually, I don't hide nothing from nobody. I don't pretend to be nothing or nobody that I'm not. I fuck with several niggas because I'm single, and I can do whatever I want. At least I'm not being faithful to a single single nigga, dumbo. And it's like drop smite, because charisma, you really are being faithful to a guy who is not your boyfriend, no matter how much you like to pretend in that loony ass head of yours that he is so it's time for Russ to go and he's going around trying to shake everybody's hand and when he gets to Mayhem Mayhem just looks at him and so he's like you know you've been acting like a bitch all night what's up so Malice and Mayhem jump up like it could be whatever but Olena gets in the middle and she pushes Russ to the door and so mayhem does the same thing to charisma he's like man it's time for her to go i'm done with her anyway and so charisma start asking questions she's like are you staying here if staying here it's like girl get you some business and this ain't it no matter how much you would like it to be and she tells him you know you be confusing the fuck out of me you invite me here to meet your family then you stare at alina and rusty all night and make snide remarks towards them now you can't keep your eyes over them while they over there in front of his car it's like you sure you don't want that girl And he's like man i am sure have a good night and she tries to kiss him on the lips but he turns his head but it's like you already know that he don't kiss her at all like that's never been a He don't eat her out. It's just like, girl, you basically get dick and money and that's it. Like, leave it alone. And so after Charisma and Rusty leave, Mayhem grabs Olena up by her neck and says, don't you ever in your fucking life talk to me like that in front of a nigga. Do you understand me? And she tries to get smart. And he tells her, you know, your mouth is too smart. Every time you say some smart shit, I'm gonna choke you up just like this. When you answer me, it's either yes or no, sir. Do you understand? And she says, yes. Yes, sir. And then says, why are you doing this to me? You come into my space, play with me. And now you're choking me and talking crazy to me like you own me. You ain't my nigga. And he tells her, man, go in the house and wash that nigga off you and stop playing with me. Because if I have to come near you, I'm going to grab you up again. So what you want to do? And she was smart and she took her ass in the house and she went upstairs and probably went in the shower and just got out his way. And so he goes back to the living room, though, and everybody's looking at him like he crazy. He's like, what? They go, what? What you mean? What? You got something you want to say? Your eyes were on Olena all night. And every time her man said something, you had a smart, smart remark. And he's like, no, the answer to whatever you are thinking is no. Excuse me. I just had a bad vibe from Dude, and I just wanted to make sure she's safe. That's it. That's all. Mama Bailey ain't buying it. She says, whenever you start over explaining yourself like that, you're lying. So, you know, you ain't got to fake the phone for me, baby. I see. I see what's going on. And so he goes upstairs to take a shower himself. And when he comes out, he checks his phone. Charisma has texted him twice. The first one was saying how much she loved his family and she hopes she can come back and how the daddy is fine and the nieces and nephews are cute. But then she also says, I've been thinking it's been two years since we've been fucking around and I think it's that time we put a title on what we have. I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my time with you. You've already wasted two years. But anyway, you have my heart and soul. How when y'all barely talk and it's just sex and money and vacations. Um and I'll do anything to be with you. You know that. I want to be your wife one day. Just to say that you're his wife because he's that nigga. And please let me know if I wasted my time. You should have known that when you tried to kiss him and he wouldn't kiss you. He doesn't go down on you. He won't spend any quality time with you outside of your house. And I can't imagine what y'all talk about in the house. 'Cause he's not that into you. But hey, whatever. So Mayhem is part owner of his dad's taxi company and that's how they move their weight around, aka drugs. Um, and his dad has been pushing weight since before he was born. He was working with his goddaddy Trent, which remember Trent is Cam's real daddy, and now Olivia's husband, before he got locked up for twenty two years. He got out three years ago on the technicality because Kason, who was Cam's stepdaddy, was out, like I said, out, outed for giving unnecessary long sentences. So, you know, and now and also like other people on their team was also let out. So, you know, we back in business full force, baby, moving this weight owning legal companies it's whatever so you know basically he gets to be the boss and he loves that so anyway he goes to Olina's door and pushes it open but she's not in there so you get an attitude he's like man if she don't let this house i swear to god it's like what you gonna do go look for her? but anyway he finds her in the theater room that they have in this big old house on FaceTime with another dude not the dude that just left from the house and for some reason he admires that because it's like damn she the female version of me like okay but she hangs up and because he's standing like right over her she's like what I do now why why you in here now leave me alone please and he says don't let that nigga hype you up your pussy don't taste that good. Because the guy on FaceTime. He like, man, where you at? Just come over. Let me eat you out. Like, we can cuddle. Like, damn. <laughs> Nigga was begging. But she said shit. Frank didn't say that. Frank who? The only Frank you know. So he snatches her phone and calls Frank. And Frank is his best friend slash right hand man. And so Frank answers the phone like, who this? This mayhem. You be fucking with Olena? And he like, Olena that work at Rich Goods? Hell no. Who told you that? I will never fuck with her. Not after this shit I heard. I love my life. And so, man, I'm like, man, what you mean? Shit, I I heard a nigga say she got that monster. A nigga said she got so wet, he ain't know what to do. He thought she was peeing on him. She ain't about to vice grip me and have me out here acting like a bitch ass nigga. And it's <laughs> um, where am I? I heard that motherfucker got a whole rotation and all those niggas know about each other. Man, she got that Erica Badu voodoo and I'm not happy. Having... <laughs> Why you ask, though? And he stuck for a second. He's like, damn, niggas really be out here talking like that? And it's like, uh, yeah, nigga. And he said, damn, could be me. That's all I wanted. And then hung up on him. Like, how you gonna hang up on your best friend? Because you got caught out here being nosy and jealous low-key jealous because like nigga otherwise why are you calling so when he walks back in the room she just sitting there like did you find what she was looking for and he's like why you lie why you worried about why i lied though and so he's like man you gonna make me shake the fuck out you so they stare at each other for a moment before she jumps up and calls herself like putting her hands around his neck but it's not the same effect when you do a sweetheart so he like laughs at her a little bit And then that somehow changed into her going down on him. And his thing is after Zenobia did what she did, she was the only person that could make him come from head. And nobody else has been able to do that. But now Olena is the other person who can do that. So that's linking them even harder together. So afterwards, he tells her, you know, come on, let's go to my room. But when they get there, she says, I don't think we should be doing this. Sex changes things. I don't want my feelings to resurface. We just shouldn't do this. I'll leave you alone and please leave me alone. So he's like, feelings resurface? What do you mean? So she explains, you know, like, that was me back in high school. That was me, the girl that approached you at the mall. Because he didn't remember her at all because she has completely, she glowed up. You know, she ain't got acne no more. She got perfect skin she got pretty hair, you know, she stayed done, you know, like, like I said, she glowed up. So he's like, damn, that was you? And she's like, yeah, so that's why I'm saying I don't think we should. And he cuts her off by kissing her. So it's like, that's another thing that's different than all these other chicks. So things are progressing pretty well between them. So they do have sex and he tells her, you're mine. No other niggas, no conversation, no nothing. You're my sub. I own you. Anything you do without my permission will result in you getting punished. Can you understand that? And she nods her head. And a week later, she hasn't heard from him. It seems like he's avoiding her because he's not staying at the house. And so now her feelings are involved and they're all over the place. And she fell asleep in his room, but she actually woke up in her room And the only thing he left was a note telling her that she needs to start drinking at least a half a gallon to a gallon of essential alkaline water and to eat half a pineapple with at least 10 strawberries and to look up BDSM. But she already knows about it. But while they were having sex, he made her call, well not made, but he told her To call him Madre, which is master in French. And he calls her Kitten. And so when she's at work, she tells Cameron, you know, can you come in? I need to talk to you. And for some reason, Cam thinks she wants to have a woman-to-woman talk about malice. And she's like, girl, no, I got my own problems going on. So she tells her about mayhem and how... He wants her to be his submissive and get rid of all her guys, but then he ghosted her. So, you know, what should she do? Cam tells her, you continue to do what you've been doing. Don't let him stop your show, especially if he's not stopping what he's doing. Don't uh be out here without your hoes and he still got his. And she says, you're right, but he said, if I don't follow his directions, I'll see another side of him. And mayhem is scary. I don't want them problems. But she's like, girl, what he going to do? if you don't cut him off like what he gonna kill everybody so anyway her next appointment olina's is charisma and it's just like really why are you here girl but you know olina ain't gonna turn away no money so she gets to work and when she pulls the wax off she sees mayhem's name and it's like she did that on purpose you specifically came here to get a wax so I can see that you has this man's name tattooed on your vagina and she don't charisma tells her he paid for it for his birthday he loves to see his name he got mad at me last night because he couldn't see it which um it's just like girl are you serious you're so desperate and it's so annoying so later that night Elena decides to go to Club Woo with a few of the stylists from Rich Cuts. And, you know, she's looking cute. She got on black high-waisted Spanx with nipple covers over her nipples and then a long mesh sleeve dress, you know, to go over the outfit. And she paired it with a denim jacket and thigh-high black boots. And she's dancing. She meets a guy named Noah... Noah Mason and you know hold on to that because he's going to be important later and they exchange numbers or talk about exchanging numbers and when she pulls out her phone there's messages from an unsaved number kitten kitten your madre is madre (laughs) your uh anyway is that right? Your madre, yeah, madre. Cause I be thinking about the Spanish word, like madre. It's a madre. madre. I don't know. I don't have a French accent. Ignore me. Um, your madre is very disappointed in you. You will feel my wrath. You're in the club showing off my goods, and I am very upset. Now you talking to a nigga at the bar? I thought I said I. I thought I said no conversation at all. I see how this is gonna go. You don't believe fat meat greasy? I love that. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is such a side note, but I love that saying. You don't believe fat meat greasy? <laughs> um. Anyway, so Alina says your kid has a nose that grows when she lies. Fuck out my phone. You can't control me. LOL. We'll see. It's just like anytime like niggas give short answers like that, just be afraid, be very afraid, and not like for real afraid, just like know it's gonna be a problem. And so a few minutes later, somebody is tapping her on the shoulder saying, Olina oh, Hill, and she's like, Who wants to know? I have just been informed by the owner that you are banned from Club Woo. And she's like, Huh? This is my first time here, and I ain't did nothing. Man, get away from me. So when she refused to leave, he puts her over his shoulder and takes her outside. So she walks to her car and as she's about to get in, she's grabbed from behind and whoever it is pushes her back against the car and places their hand over her mouth. And she realizes that it's mayhem and he's upset. He's like, who don't control you? You mine. I own you. Why don't you listen? I said no conversation. You disobeyed me. Get your ass in the car. And she's like, I'm not going nowhere. Take me home. You know, like, what are you talking about? Get away from me. And he says, I ain't taking you nowhere but to my place to punish you for disobeying me. So sit back, shut up, and put her in your seatbelt. So when it gets to his place, he's asking her all type of questions and He says, who was that man you were talking to? Do I have to murder him or will you stop talking to him on your own? And it's like, (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but I love, I love Mayhem. I want a nigga like that. Um, and she's like, I will stop talking to my niggas when you drop charisma and all the hoes that you fuck with until then I'm going to get numbers and I'm a fuck niggas too. Like you're not going to be the only one. And he tells her, who I fuck ain't got shit to do with you and what we got going on? You're my one and only kid, uh, kitten." And she says, I'm so glad you clarified that because who I fuck ain't got shit to do with you either. So what we gonna do? He grabs her by the throat and starts dragging her through the house until he gets to a room and he grabs the key off the hanger outside of the door. And when he opens the door, there's different type of tables inside the room. So I believe this is his playroom. And he tells her to get undressed. And he puts her on the table. And like ties her up. And tells her. You're going to learn to respect me. I hate to have to hurt you. Because I want our relationship to be good. I want to cater to you. And I want you to cater to me. I hate to have to hurt you. And it pains me to hurt you. But how else will you learn? And she feels like she should be scared or a little intimidated but she's actually turned on by it which of course bdsm is amazing well from what i read anyway it just sounds so amazing so Zenobia's son marcus has been passing out often because he has leukemia and you know he's gone through chemotherapy three times already and This is when the doctor comes in to tell her there is nothing else they can do for him. If they put his body through another chemo treatment, it will kill him faster. So now he has at least eight months to live. But if they do the chemo, it'll be cut down to four. And she's like, you know, there has to be something else that you can do but he's been on the phone with other doctors and they all have the same like they came to the same conclusion there's nothing else that can be done and while she's sitting there with Marcus then a lady from billing tells her to stop by her office so when she goes to see her her name is Kathy Kathy tells her that the insurance will not pay for another round of chemo because it's not advised by the doctor so if the doctor is against it they're not paying for it and she would have to pay for it i think it's like thirty thousand dollars and for the last treatment they only paid a portion of it so right now she owes eighteen thousand dollars and that's going to go into collection pretty soon because she hasn't made a payment and it's like, you're just now telling me about this, so how could I have known to make payments? I didn't know that I owed $18,000, and why did they only pay half of it? And even with him being in the hospital right now, that's accumulated $15,000. So that's, can I do math? 18 plus thirty three thousand $33,000 right there. Then on top of that, another thirty thousand dollars for the treatment so she just doesn't know what she's gonna do because she doesn't have that type of money and this I don't I don't like this um the thing with Santana and his music he is being forced to interact sexually with his boss or the guy that he's working with And the only reason why I say I don't like it, because it seems like a negative tone on the LGBT community, but it is disgusting. Like, the guy is forcing him to have sex, basically raping him, but, and I say, well, no, because that seems like it's blaming the victim, because Santana, I feel like he could not do it like unfortunately your career isn't going anywhere it's been eight years so I know you want to make it work but you could say no and walk away but it's also not his fault because the guy trapped him into having sex claiming that he broke equipment and he can't even afford some of his sessions so basically he's undercover on the low with his boss which is so I don't know every time I read this book I wish I could just skip that part because it's so unnecessary but I did want to mention it if you guys want to read it for yourself there is um talk of suicide and you know forcibly having sex with somebody that does not want to have sex with you um so Mayhem is talking to his therapist Dr. James who has been his therapist for the last eight years which I commend because it's like yay therapy And he got help right after uh, Zenobia did him like that. But he hasn't healed from it, which is so crazy. Well, it's not crazy, but it's just like, you've been going to therapy for eight years for what? Because he refuses to talk about Zenobia. He doesn't want his therapist to bring up her name, but he'll talk about everything else. But it's just like... That's the main reason why you started going is because that was a traumatic experience for you, but you're not doing the work to actually get over it. And this is his first session in like a month and he's telling his doc I mean his therapist about Olena and you know he's saying what's mine is mine and I don't share. But see, Alina, Alina is going to try me because that's just how she is. I haven't seen her talk to her in a week. She's been calling and texting me, but I've been avoiding her. And so, as he's explaining the situation, his therapist asks, um, why did you bypass making charisma your kitten? Because, you know, he talks about his BDM lifestyle and how it is. And dr james also said if i'm not mistaken you've only spoken on alina a few times the first time was when he said she's annoying and wouldn't stop talking and he didn't like her like that and then another time was him saying that she hates him and barely says anything to him and the last time he spoke about her dragging her feet because i guess it annoyed him just that much that he brought it up and he says because charisma will do anything that he tells her to do. So that doesn't make for a good submissive. And he's concerned cuz he feels like he fell in love once already and he's not going to do that again. And he won't even talk to Olena every day because he doesn't want to end up like the last time. And if I fall if I fall in love again and a girl does me wrong, I'm liable to kill somebody. Like you didn't kill somebody the last time. Like what are you talking about? And he says he chose Elena because he wants to tame her. Like she's wild and free. She challenges him, and where charisma will never do anything to piss him off. So the dom sub life would be boring because she would just do everything he says. And Doctor James asks him, "You know, answer me honestly." How are you going to... How is what you're asking Olena to do fair to her? You know, like giving up all the people she talks to just to be with him and does what he say. Why would you expect her to give up everything and you give up nothing? And he's like, man, you supposed to be on my side. No, I'm on the side of logic and what's right. You're going to fall in love with her whether you want to or not. He's like, excuse me, I ain't falling in love with nobody. Um... But he tells his therapist, you know, she's mine. Basically, like I don't share and that's just is what it is. And nothing is going to make nothing that you say is going to make me stop being selfish with her. But he also says that he's invited Charisma over for dinner again. So it's just like, make that make sense. How do you get to flaunt this bitch in front of me? But I just have to sit there and wait for you to come. Like, okay, you do that with your other hoes. You don't do that with me. And so the doctor so you can have company, but she can't. Precisely, she's mine. I thought I told you earlier. Nothing you say is going to make me stop being selfish with her. So as he's leaving, he gets a call from Charisma, you know, asking where he is because you know dinner is about to start. And he hears a voice in the background that doesn't belong to any of his family members, and it's a man. So he says, "Who is that?" This bitch gonna respond, I love you too. And she hung up. So it's just like, she playing games and she being petty. When he gets there, he sees that Alina has again invited someone as well. And his name is Jacoby. And he says, all right, this is what? The third nigga you have brought over here within a month's time? Is anybody else at this table worried about her health or is it just me? No, it's just you. Why you clocking my pussy, Miles, anyway? And, of course, everybody get on her about her language. She's like, man, whatever. Um, It's not healthy for you to be having sex with all these niggas. You know that. Ain't nobody going to wife you and you have fucked half of Chicago. And I have a problem with that. But she uh, said that. She was like, lucky for me, hoes get wifed every day, B. It's just like, are you really running with the narrative that women can only have like one maybe even two partners after that is a problem but anyway um from the last time they played together alina has like marks on her neck and her wrist from when he tied her up and he was choking her and papa bailey says i hate to ask this but who is putting their hands on you i can see the bruises clearing up on your body Is there a problem that myself or Mayhem need to handle? And so Mayhem is looking at her wondering, you know, what is she going to say? Is she going to reveal, you know, that they are doing something? And, you know, he's like thinking to himself, I put those bruises there and they're so beautiful on her skin. But she just says, no, I'm fine. We were playing And once again, he's thinking to himself, like, see, that's the problem. She think I'll be playing with her ass, and I ain't playing. And Papa Bailey says, I'm not sure that I believe you, but I have to take your word for it. And so Jacoby says he asked her what happened, too, but she won't tell him because he would have took care of it. And so Mayhem says, come on, let's talk about it in private. So he takes her to the hallway bathroom, and when he closes the door, he slams her up against the door and says, why you keep playing with me? And she says, No, why do you keep playing with me? You get rid of your hoes and I will get rid of mine. I'm starting to sound like a broken record. I've told you that too many times. Like, why do you keep asking me that? And so they have sex in the bathroom. And you know, after he leaves and she like cleans herself up and tries to walk back out, Cam is at the door and she says, Ew. You sound like, I'm sound like, you smell like mayhem. So you need to go like wash up. And Kim says, you know, look, I just came to tell you that all all hell is about to break loose. When you get back to the kitchen, Jacoby just showed them a bracelet that he plans on giving to her to ask him, her to be his girlfriend. Excuse me. And mayhem is pissed. His face is red and his body is shaking. Excuse me. And he's trying to keep it together, but I can tell he's about to blow his gasket. So she gets back to the table. Excuse me. And Jacoby pulls out the box with the bracelet and says, Alina, I was wondering if you wanted to be my girlfriend. Just you and me. But before she can answer, Mayhem calls her name. And she looks over at him and he's shaking his head no and she could tell this is about to get ugly but forget him because he's refusing to cut off his people so why should she cut off hers charisma tells him to calm down and let her answer his question Olena before you answer that tell them what just happened tell them what i just had you doing in the bathroom zip it muskrat since she's beating around the bush my man i just fucked her in the bathroom and shot my nut deep inside of her as I could if you don't believe me tell her to drop them shorts and you'll smell me and it was just pure silence at the table just like that like what and so his mom calls him by his full name like Prior Allen Bailey what is your problem and of course this upsets Jacoby because even though all of her guys claim to understand that she's seeing other men and they don't have a problem with it when they hear about it they catch your attitude so he's like "Olina, oh, are you serious you really are a whole man you can't turn a whole into a housewife and he leaves so mayhem completely loses it he's yelling did you really think i would let another nigga try to wife you in my face and she's yelling too you have no right you have a whole girlfriend sitting next to you this girl is not my girlfriend and i don't give a fuck if she was. What did I tell you in the bathroom? You're mine. You belong to me. I don't know how else to make you understand that. That's not fair to me. I don't give a fuck what's fair to you. Take your ass upstairs. What if I don't? Ain't no what if you don't. Go upstairs now. And he calls her kitten. And so she knows he's in dial mode and really serious. So she goes upstairs. And Mama Bailey comes up to talk to her like, you know, I know What's going on with y'all i know you you're his submissive because i'm papa bailey's and he basically got it from us because he walked in on them one time which is gross to say the least um but she understands so alina is exhausted by the end of the night and she goes to take a nap but into her nap she feels a napkin covering her mouth and nose this um (laughs) done drugged her and when she wakes up she's uh she has a what is it called a ball gag in her mouth and she's tied to a bar hanging from the ceiling and mayhem apologizes for her how he acted at the table and he wants to know why she won't submit to him fully Perhaps the same reason you won't submit to me fully. I'm afraid of being hurt by you. I'm afraid of being hurt by anybody for that matter. Sometimes I wonder if my dad will get to walk me down the aisle to a good man. Some days I think I want to be a mom because my sister and Cam are so good at it. I just don't know, Pryor. Maybe when you get serious, I'll get serious. So he claims to be serious, but she says, no, you're not. Once again, you're still dealing with all these women and you won't open up to me. And so they have sex, you know, he teases her. And for the last three weeks after that night, they've been having sex every day. They can't seem to get enough of each other. And in between sex, they've been talking and, you know, just about life, not about how the relationship is going or what they're going to do. Just talking. They're joking around with each other. She's making him laugh. And she had to learn how to, you know, crack jokes back when she was an awkward teenager because people would pick with her all the time. And he asked her, you know, why is she talking to so many guys at one time? And she said just because she could. And it's fun. You know, she's single. She's not tied down to anybody. And there's nothing wrong with that. And he expressed how she doesn't like it. I mean, how he doesn't like it, but she's like, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. And she asks him if he ever been in love and he doesn't respond. Or I guess he says no, because he still won't talk about Zenobia and he won't bring up the fact that he's been in love before and he has his feelings hurt. And he's still talking to and having sex with Charisma, but she doesn't get it. She doesn't do it for him anymore shout out to Demi Lovato um so even though he has sex with her he has to then go and have sex with Olina just to be fulfilled and it's just like why would you why would you do that to yourself has such a problem with discussing Zenobia that he hasn't even told Frank about it while they were in a meeting you know the meeting was over for a while and he was sitting there daydreaming and frank asks him you know what's up with you are you in love with her and although he doesn't respond frank is putting two and two together and he's like i know this is your first time in love but damn and mayhem says not exactly so this is when he finally tells frank what happened with xenovia and he's like man i wish you would have said something i could have killed her Where's she at and he's like man um I don't know I blocked her out of my life after I kicked her out and it don't even matter so after they talk for a few more minutes Mayhem goes home and Olena is on her monthly but he still wants to have sex which is interesting I wouldn't say no but I, and it's not the first on my list but anyway um he goes home and she's in bed and her phone is going off. So he picks it up and pulls down the notification tab and sees several messages from Jacoby. And it's like, nigga, didn't you just walk out the house upset? Well, not just, because it's been three weeks. But you you was mad and you called her host. So why are you texting her now? But um he's basically dirty macking saying, I miss you. I miss you so much. Please call me back. And if you didn't know, Mayhem is still fucking with that charisma bitch and other bitches, too. So you not really exclusive like you think you are. Please call me back. And it's just like, please, man, I miss you. Let me come home. And it's like, nigga, what home? But then he also says, add me back to the team. Like, fa- <laughs> if a never, nigga ever asks to be added back to the team, I'm, mm, I'm done and so mayhem deletes all the messages from her phone and then she he blocks him and then he's going through her phone just you know reading basically all her messages i guess to make sure that he's not being played but it's like nigga you the one that's doing the playing but he goes to her thread also with her best friend tawana who tawana is a sugar baby so she's off living her life being taken care of But the last few messages was Olena telling her about their relationship. She describes it as unconventional and how she's trying not to fall in love with Mayhem because she felt like he is the only guy that could break her down and hurt her. So she was afraid. And as he's going through the other messages, he just start blocking all the guys in her phone and then wakes her up so they can go have sex in the shower and while they're having sex, he says, I love you. And she tells him, don't lie to me and yourself. And so this upsets him. And when they get done in the shower, he goes to the guest bedroom. So she comes in and says, you know, what did I do? Why are you acting like this? He says, no reason. I just want to go to sleep. I ah, sleep. I just bit my tongue. Ooh, that hurts. Um, Leave me alone. And so tears are forming in her eyes but she doesn't let them fall she goes back out the room and he can hear her moving around so he goes to see what she's doing and she's packed up her bag and she's getting ready to leave so he calls out to her but she says man fuck you i'm over this in this bipolar shit that you do and she leaves and slams the door after she leaves she calls her sister and tells her what happened and olivia starts laughing And she lets her know, you know, Mayhem is mad because you didn't tell him that you loved him back. But Olena doesn't believe that he loves her. It's like, how can he love her when you don't do couple stuff together? He doesn't take her on dates. He doesn't send her cute messages throughout the day. All they do is have sex. But it's like, that's not true. It's like, y'all have conversations and like actually talk to each other. And then add to the fact that when she was on instagram charisma posted a photo of her feet in mayhem's lap and then tagged her in it so she liked it and put her eyes under it and so it's just like she's basically done with this nigga at this point like man fuck him she's also been getting dms from ankara but she doesn't know who that is she just sees it as a name but ankara is telling her you know. But she also keeps blocking the page. So Ankara keeps making new pages. And the latest DM says, hi, please stop blocking me. I want to get in touch with my dad. I haven't talked to him in eight years. My eight-year-old brother, Marcus Allen, is sick and we need his help. Please have him contact me. And she leaves her number. And then she also adds, please, I want to be a skin lady just like you. So she sees Marcus Allen, and those are Mayhem's initials. Which not really, because his name is Prior. It's Prior Allen, not Mayhem. Mayhem is a nickname. But somehow she said, she puts two and two together. And she calls him, and he picks up on the first ring. And she's like, I just want to ask you something. And he said, man, I ain't fucking with whoever you about to ask me about. And he just sounded like he's so tired. She's like, first of all, that's not why I'm ex- uh calling you. Get over yourself. Um but listen this little girl keeps writing me telling me she is your daughter she's 12 and she said her little brother Marcus Allen is sick do you have kids the girl's name is Ankara and he's quiet like real quiet and she has to check to see if he's even still on the phone and he's like I don't have any kids I'm not a fuck boy and she says I beg to differ but he says fuck you and hangs up the phone so anyway when she gets to work someone calls her on her work phone and she's like rich cuts this is alina how can i help you and it's jacoby because you know he can't get in touch with her on her other phone and he's like man did you block me and she's like no i've just been busy busy fucking mayhem and he's still uh Fucking every bitch that will open their legs up for him. I saw him coming out of charisma's house a few days ago and last week sometime. And that made her think about the picture and it's like, wow, so he really is still going to see her. But she tells him, Mayhem is a grown single man and can fuck anybody he wants to, and I'm a grown single woman. Don't let me hear you trying to dirty Mac again because I really will block you from everything. You a grown man. Which is so true. It's like nigga, I don't need you to tell me shit. If I'm going to find out, just let me find out. Let the universe tell me. I don't need you to throw it in my face. And so he apologizes, then begs her to meet him at the park after work. And so she says, yeah, it's a date. And he's like, "Um," and she asks, can I call you back at this number? And he says, yeah, this is my work phone, but I'm telling you that you blocked me. So she goes through her phone and is like, I'm telling you I did not block. But then she finds his name on the block list and she puts it together that mayhem blocked him and her other dudes and so she unblocks them all and then as they're walking through the park Jacoby tells her man i missed you so much what did you do to me like he's swearing that she put some type of voodoo on him and she's like man i ain't did nothing to you and then her phone starts going off and it's mayhem calling her but she just cuts her phone off and so once again he goes into his pocket and pulls out this bracelet and gets down on one knee and it's like why are you being so dramatic asking her to be a girlfriend this ain't a proposal but she's going along with it and he says "Olina, will you be my and then his words are cut off and she feels what she thinks is water hitting her face because her eyes are closed But when she opens her eyes, she sees half of Jacoby's head has been blown off and his body is falling over. So she screams and jumps back and gets into her car and goes to Mayhem's place. And she walks in yelling, Mayhem, somebody just shot. But she sees Mayhem is sitting on the couch with black gloves on and a rifle in his lap. So she can tell where he just came from and what he just did. And so he tells her, you know, while you're standing there, go in the room and pick a table. And she's like, no, you're a murderer. No, Olina, you are the murderer. It was you who agreed to meet with him like I wouldn't find out. It was you who thought just because you walked out of here with an attitude that the rules didn't apply anymore. So Olina, my dear, you by the murderer you killed him not me i don't know why you thought i was playing with you and he says at this point i'm sick of fucking dealing with you and your shit i'm trying my best not to kill you if i'm being honest i'm giving you an ultimatum you either waltz your little ass in there and pick a table or you leave my home and never speak to me ever either go in there or get out And of course, she's not done with him. She loves him too. She just doesn't want to admit it. So she goes into the room and while he has her tied up and he's spanking her, she says, you claim you love me, but you don't even know anything about me. You haven't taken me on one date. You don't even know what my favorite food is. My favorite color. You told me you love me because you're trying to control me. You just killed a man because you're trying to control who I fuck with and who I talk to. But you won't stop talking to Charisma. And she starts to cry. And he's smoking while looking at her and says, pizza. Your favorite food is pizza. Pink is your favorite color. Your favorite piece of jewelry is the diamond teardrop that my mom bought you for Christmas. When you are having a bad day, you wear all black, including eyeshadow and lipstick. When you are having a good day, you wear pink eyeshadow and red lipstick. You only wear red nails with white toes. That's all I've ever seen you wear. You change your hair 50 50 times a week, and you always seem to go back to the braids. When you are angry, blushing, or tired, your cheeks turn red. The small black... What is this? Turbuline? Turbuline? I don't know. It's a crystal. I don't know nothing about crystals. You wear around your neck. is for protection. Any other questions? And this is causes her to be speechless. And I'm trying to understand why. Because y'all have had conversations. You thought he wasn't listening. Why you with a nigga that you think don't listen to you? And um, so he asks her the same questions. And she can answer. And it's just like. So after they make up. Olina decides to not have sex anymore. Or decide that they should not have sex anymore. So nothing is clouding their judgment. But they are exclusive. It's just them two. And he takes her on a trip to Rome where, you know, they're having the best time. They're getting even closer to each other and just spending time together. And she gets him with a locket with the picture of them together. And she says, look, I know it's not much and I will never be able to afford all the things that you can. But he tells her, you know, that doesn't matter. I love it. Don't worry about it. And he also has a gift for her. And she says, you just gave me this whole trip. You didn't have to. But as she opens the box, she's speechless. It's a diamond bracelet with an M and O charm hanging from, you know, the bracelet. And she loves it. And it's just pulling them closer together. And they weren't having sex, but then they do have sex. And he's reciting a poem. (laughs) I just think this is so cute, but I'm going to read it. When you asked me what it it is about you, I couldn't tell you why. It has taken me till now to discover why you make me feel so high. It took one glance from you, your hypnotic eyes. Now I don't want to be without you. One soft, smooth touch, then your voice in my ear. I am powerless against your spells. Don't say things you think I want to hear. I try to resist it. I pushed you away. I'm spoken for now. Now I'm here to stay. Trapped when you hold me tight in your arms, especially when you kiss my lips, using all those ungodly charms. From that first smile, which seduced my soul, all this fucking passion is now out of my control. Is this inspiration in my heart? Why are we put here to live? Or is it only the temptation from your voodoo forcing me to give? If this were not meant to be... Could you please tell me why? The thought of you not in my world makes me want to cry. And if I ever fall in love again, I will be sure that that lady is just a friend. Olina, be my friend, Olina. Let's fall in love with each other. I love you. And she says, I love you too. And it's just so great. And so they're still not defining this as being a couple. Um but you know like i said they're just exclusive to themselves but he's still getting calls from charisma who wants to know you know what's going on and if they are a couple because she's now showing up on he's now showing up on alina's snapchat and of course for some reason charisma follows her everywhere being a little stalker but um He's at home waiting for Alina to get there. And she should have been home like an hour ago. And she's not answering her phone. So he pulls up to the shop and she's standing outside talking to a guy. And so, of course, he thinks that she's trying to play him. And she, I mean, he asks, what the fuck is going on? And she says, calm down. There's nothing going on. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like it. You're outside talking to this nigga when you were supposed to be home. And... There was nothing going on. This guy brought in his two cousins who needed a wax and she did it. And he tells her to take her ass home and she better have a table picked out by the time he gets. Yeah, he gets there. And she's like, you know, he just told you. I don't care what he said. You do what I tell you to do. So she leaves and he jumps in his car and he unblocks Charisma's number and calls her because he feels like Olina's trying to be on something slick. So he's going to hurt her before she can hurt him but when Charisma picks up the phone he hangs up because he's like you know I'm not finna do this and he's getting ready to mess up what he has with Alina over his own paranoia and he knows that the type of person she is wouldn't lie about something like that but he's still gonna punish her for not calling and telling him that she took two walk-ins and so Charisma is not calling him back to back since he unblocked her number, but he blocks her back as soon as he gets in his driveway. And when he gets in the house, he calls out Kitten and two voices answer and one of them being Zenobia and the other one being Olena. He sees Red and reaches for his gun in his waistband and it's to be continued. So I hope to see you guys back tomorrow. For part two, peace and blessings, my beautiful people.